BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Tuesday that feels like a Monday because it is a new year, new season. It's the season of the six. That's right. Season six of The Toast starts right fucking now. Hey, Jax, how you doing? Darren Good, so happy to be back. I'm so tempted to say that this is the Mondayest Monday of all time, but it's a Tuesday, which is really throwing me through a loop. The fact that the whole world decided that even though New Year's Day was on a Sunday, like it's not enough for us, no Dayenu, we need a whole ass another bank holiday on January 2nd, was really beautiful how we could come together in that way and agree. Let's talk about the banks. The banks who did this for us after taking and taking and taking from us, the banks finally gave back. And you know what? It needs to be spoken about. I am grateful. Mm -hmm. I am honored. I'm feeling genuinely humbled. Me and Ben could not get over yesterday how like we just had this day. Everyone was probably returning from travel. To have this reset before the new year is really, I can't thank the banks enough. Yeah, I think it was really nice how they did that. Plus, it makes the first week back a little easier. It's a four-day work week. She's gorgeous, gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous week. And I'm just feeling, I'm really, really excited to be back on the toast. I enjoyed my time off, but I was very much like in my house frau era. Mm. And I'm just excited to be back to like being a working mom and doing the show, which I love and talking to my girly. I haven't spoken to you literally all year. I haven't spoken to you this year. You know what? I do think it's for the best. Like we have so much to catch up on on this episode. And I also am feeling refreshed. I'm tan. Thank the Lord. I was talking about before we ended last year that I really was in need of like a break. I was feeling like super burnt out. I felt like doing the podcast like I was scraping the bottom of the barrel to like be funny and interesting. And now I've just like lived two weeks without sharing and I'm ready. I'm going to spread my legs and share. Yeah, your cup runneth over. My cup runneth over of things to talk about. First of all, I do think I finally decided on what my New Year's resolution is. And this morning when I was like gearing up for how I was going to phrase it on the show, I realized I think I literally have had this resolution in one way or, or the other like for the last four years. If I went back and watched every January one episode, I think I would. It's some version of this because I think a few years ago, my resolution was like to say no to life. Um, like I felt like I was just always saying yes and like doing things that I didn't want to be doing. So for the last couple of years, like I've been saying no to life 
And I've decided that this year I'm going to say yes to life. Like I'm going to say, like I'm always being invited places. And like I never go, I'm so fucking lazy. I'm going to say yes to life this year. Wow. Okay. What? Like there's just a reason why you were saying no. And I think it's because before that you were saying yes. So I think for you, like you, you can't find a balance. No, And it's always going to be like, I'm either saying all yes or all no. But why couldn't you just be like, more yeses but not all yeses because that's how you burn out then you'll wind up doing stuff that you don't want to do okay your negative toxic energy for my <laughs> positive resolution like fuck off, I just think okay you're putting, I think you're just like putting too much pressure on yourself no I'm I need to say yes to life like I'm getting I only have so many years left in my 20s like and I don't even want to talk about oh. how I really only have like a year and a half left yeah. I am gonna say we yes to life about. Like I'm going to LA this week and I'm going to the 49ers game. Like I'm saying yes to life, bitch. I feel like I have so many like wonderful opportunities presented to me and I'm always just like, no, I'll stay home. And I love staying home, but I felt like I've stayed stayed home a lot, especially with COVID. Like this is my year. It's my year. And I won't let your toxicity penetrate my year. I will not. Okay, I'm just trying to tell you, like I think that you were like fine before. I think that when something is worth going to, you always go, you really do. I think you're just being like a little self-critical when you're doing great, sweetie. And you're, you're, you always do like the big, cool stuff but you say no to like you know the dumb shit which I think is okay but fine I'm supporting you I just feel like I got comfortable saying no like a little too comfortable you know I get that I get that so I'm gonna say yes to life did you come up with the resolution I didn't because I finally on the second to last day of the year completed my 15 year resolution of getting my driver's license. That has literally been my new year's resolution every single year. Huge. And I'm feeling accomplished and I'm going to enjoy this moment and my accomplishment. And then I'm going to regroup and think about like, Hey, what's next for me? Like what, but like I have recently learned to do a lot of things that I never really thought I was going to be doing like driving like cooking Cooking. and now I need to kind of set new goals but I think that makes sense like I'm 30 like my life is changing maybe it's like gardening I don't fucking know I would I think gardening is so you and I agree with you like it's important to acknowledge the moment that you're in because all we have is this moment and really, you know what they say about tomorrow? Tomorrow's unspoken. Yesterday, Yesterday is, history. is history. That song and that album, I feel like people don't talk about Prism enough. Katy Perry's like, I think it was Katy Perry's like really, like it was, she's had beautiful songs before, yada, yada. But that was her first like true work of art that like the whole album was a masterpiece. I fucking love that album. Well, I disagree with that because like, I think Teenage Dream was a masterpiece too. Yeah. The problem with Prison, it, Prison, oh. Prism, is that the songs that she chose for the singles were the worst songs on the album. You can't think, that's very Taylor Swift of her. No, and we, no, no, no. And so, no, no, no. I'm obsessed with Prism. It's literally one of my favorite albums of all time. And like some of my favorite songs of all time are from that album. But I'm telling you why it didn't get like more play from of the course. lay people is because they heard, you know, like what was that song about a birthday or like international Make it like your birth- birthday Oof. every day. I love that song. Like the songs that she chose for the singles were so corny that people just assumed the album was corny, but they were missing yeah. like the beautiful, by the grace of God. Excuse. Ooh, chilling. Excuse? And I actually kind of like fun fact about me was I saw the Prism World Tour at Madison Square Garden and it was, it was so 
insane. Like it was that Katy Perry level of like crazy outfits, confetti, lights, but with this art, it was really beautiful. I'm so happy that you said yes to that. And it actually was my birthday when, um, you made it like your birthday every day. And when she sings that song, she like found someone in the audience whose birthday it was, but my seats were like so far back. She was never going to see me. I was like screaming. I'm like, it's my birthday, Katie. She didn't care. I'm sorry, but just make sure to make it like your birthday every day. That's also a good New Year's resolution. Yes, <laughs> Except that is. you'll be into- insufferable. Insufferable by the end of the year. <laughs> but no, honestly, by like February. I don't want to hang out with anyone who's making it like their birthday every day. 100%. So we caught up on a lot over the Patreon. So if you're here looking for, you know, Yellowstone recaps, Emily in Paris recaps, Real Housewives of Miami recaps, the Kardashian Christmas party, like there wasn't that much that happened, thankfully, while we were off in terms of pop culture. But Jackie and I read and watched a lot and we recapped it all on the pop culture catch-up which was our fourth episode for December I think if you are a Patreon member this month you're feeling really grateful because the Patreon really came in we had I think three or four episodes released while the toast was off Jackie's entire journey to getting her license that vlog is up people are kind of like you know there's like whispers there's Oscar buzz for the editing I actually I like I got choked up at the end Jackie did this really beautiful edit about just kind of the the progress you've made from being driven around by me, by Ben, to finally being in the driver's seat. It was really beautiful. Yeah, I did a little montage at the end of the vlog. And I am hearing some of that buzz too. It's like this ringing in my ear. It's like for the short film category at the Oscars. Yeah. Like no big. And obviously I don't do it for the accolades. Of course not. I just, I the art, honestly, like it came over me. You know, I couldn't stop making that art. You know, I do want to share a fun fact about me. Like, I do it for the accolades. And I want to, let's normalize doing it for the accolades. People okay, but like, if oh. that's true, if that's true that you do it for the accolades, then, like, you must be really... Depressed? Like, unfulfilled. <laughs> Depressed. Because we don't get any accolades. No, but accolades, like, I don't need to be nominated for, like, an iHeartRadio podcast award. Like, just the accolades from the fans. Like, I, I just... I. I I would be remiss if I didn't start the year out on an honest note. Like, I am doing this actively for the accolades. Like, keep telling me you love me. Keep subscribing. Keep all that energy. If somebody wants to nominate me for an iHeartRadio podcast award, even though our podcast is not produced by iHeartRadio, therefore, we, we will don't never stand win a chance. one. It's okay. Don't stand I, a I, I'm doing it actively for the accolades. I just, I wanted everyone to know that. Okay, so give her as many accolades as you can think of if you work at the Shorties, the Webbies, yeah. People's Choice... She no, loves an accolade. I, I feel like I, I really fucked up with the shorties. You did. You know what? Um, can you add that to my life's biggest regret? That, that is a story that that's I- That's an, an instance where you should have said yes. And that's a story where like I physically, my body physically concaves and cringes when I think about the time that I was nominated <laughs> for a shorty award. RSVP'd yes to the uh, ceremony that was being live streamed. Shay Mitchell came out and announced the award and I actually won and my ass, I was literally taking a nap. Okay. I know. And then like people were tweeting me like this clip, Shay Mitchell was like, girl with no job, Claudia Ostray. And silence, silence. Because I was, I think A, I had forgotten the event was that day. B, like I was like, I'm not gonna win. And C, I was like, they're definitely not gonna announce my category on the stream. It'll be like one of the losers that gets announced like during the pre-show. So never in my wildest dreams said I think it would be such a, an official affair. It was like a, it was a full-blown award ceremony. Like I yeah. would have gotten up and made a speech. Do you think that because of that, like our awards karma has been off? 100%. 100%. I'm so sorry. I took you down with me. If no, that's you okay. As, as, stated, going down too. 
as stated, I don't do it for the accolades. Mm, well, I do. Right. So it's really just your cross to bear. Let's also talk about how this is the first episode of our sixth season of The Toast, which is so crazy. Your girls have been podcasting together since 2017. Season six. Every time we advance into a new season, I feel so like we're so legit, you know? Yeah, it's nice to get those numbers up. Because on the one hand, like with the internet in general, I feel like, you know, the more years you've been doing it, the more irrelevant you are. So true. But with podcasting, it's really not like that. I feel like the more years you've been doing it and the more you're relevant, it's more of an accomplishment. I completely agree. So it's pretty cool. And six is a nice number. Six. Six. It is a good number and it's a good day and it's a good year. It's going to be a great year. I hope everyone gets everything that they want for themselves this year, whether that's inner peace, a promotion, a baby, whatever it is. I hope everyone gets what they want. Invitations to things in which they will say yes. So yes, I think part of me making my resolution saying yes to to life is um, also a, a manifestation and a putting out into the world to have things to say yes to. But I do think the more that you go to, the more you get invited to. Because they're like, oh, there's Claudia. She's always, she's down. Not like, let's no. not bother inviting her. She won't come. And I think part of um, like a real impetus and motivation behind this resolution is to go out and have my photograph taken to replace some of the absolutely abysmal photos that exist of me online, whether it's Google or Getty. Like there are just too many ugly pictures of me. And I feel like I'm, I'm kind of like hitting like a physical peak right now. Um... And I need these photos to exist in perpetuity so that when I get fat and ugly again, I will have these to look at. Now that's something I can get behind. I know you can. And I can understand. I also think a good New Year's resolution for both of us this year is to try and limit our negative self-talk. Like, oh, I, can't, I agree. I can't, because I can't hear it when I talk about myself. Because like, yeah, like I'm a big ugly loser. Um, but like <laughs> when when you say stuff about yourself, I'm like, stop. Like that's literally Harry's mom. Like no one, somebody has something to say to Harry's fucking mom. I'll choke him. You know what I mean? No, I know what you mean too. And I know that's how we like talk. And I'm just like, oh, I'm a big fat loser. And it's also just our brand of humor. Like we're big it losers. It is, but then sometimes I'll like hear it. And I'm like, it makes me sad. I'm like, you shouldn't talk about yourself that way. I know. I wouldn't, I honestly, I, I probably wouldn't talk about someone else that way. No, oh my God. Not even someone not. I hate. I mean, some, yeah, maybe big fat loser. But think about like, <laughs> uh, when I see it through the lens of like you being Harry's mom and then like you call yeah. yourself ugly, it's literally impossible, physically, genetically impossible for you to be ugly because you gave birth to Harry. Do you know what I mean? I do. Like you honestly are nothing short of perfection because you gave birth to Harry. Oh my it's, God. This it's proof positive talk I know like don't catch me next week like I will be back to my negative self but like let's just pretend for a week that like things no, are going to change it's good to lead with your best foot forward and I think I could say the same to you as Harry's auntie a hundred percent someone's going to talk trash about Harry's auntie right right not on my watch not on my fucking watch so I think that's a good um resolution as well I think Claudia that's beautiful Thanks. I'm feeling very positive. I went on vacation and it was an it was a vacation that felt like a real vacation, you know? I think when I go on trips, I'm so used to um doing like long weekends and cramming everything into, you know, three or four days and like getting mm -hmm. drunk. I really was I have can't remember the last time I took a beach vacation for a week. Like there was so much time. I relaxed, I stayed in, I went out, I swam, I read. Like it was a true relaxing vacation. Um and I really needed that. I'm so happy for you. Everyone wants to hear all about your trip. I went to Belize. 
which um, I believe I stated previously was in South America. And I just want to tell everyone that it's not. It's right underneath Mexico. And I was surprised to find that while the language, native language is Creole, pretty much everyone speaks Spanish. So, you know, me, me like bilingual, El Gato and La Biblioteca. I was feeling really, I was feeling like Claudia, you know? I do know. So is that North America or Central America? Such important questions you ask. And I feel like it could be one of those places that's like on the border, just like kind of how Israel is. Is like Asia and Africa. It's in Asia, Africa and Europe. So I believe it is Central America. Okay. I'll just Google it. But I went to San Pedro. So we flew into Belize City Airport. Then we took like a tiny plane to San Pedro, which is one of the islands with lots of hotels. It was really beautiful. But by the way, it's also like in the Caribbean. I don't know. Um, it's, it's, it's so funny. It just said North Central America. Okay. So it was intentionally confusing. Yeah. So I think it's like in between. Yeah. I think um, you could say it North. Great. It was great. Yeah, it was great. I got to spend so much time with Counselor, which is <gasps> really a counselor a the counselor is so cool like I know it was it was really an honor to be by her side for a week like for real do you think that you guys got closer definitely I asked her the same question she said yeah <gasps> she, she said did. the bond was she said the bond was strengthened the bond was definitely strengthened like I feel so good entering 2023 like when it comes to the counts Oh, I'm so jealous. I know. We, I'll have to get the counts now that I'm like so close with her. Um, I'll have to get her down to Florida. And you have to get her to like be nice to me. Like if you can influence yeah. her. No, I'm like, fr- I'm like, I'm like friends with the popular girls now. And like, you're the geek and like, I'll get the popular girl to like you. You're so good to me like that. I'm so generous. You really are. Yeah. No, she said the bond was strengthened. I was asking her how like her bonds were strengthening or weakening with anyone on the trip. And what did she say? She said, I actually think her bond with Ben was definitely weakened. They were like, she, oh, so what? <laughs> she said it was neither strengthened nor weakened. No, like there, Ben, <laughs> Ben actually referred to Margo. Like we were just having a conversation. He referred to Margo as his sister. And I'm like, wait, Maddie's not here. Like, I forget that they're technically like, you know, brother and sister-in-law, but they were acting like such brother, sister, like mocking each other. Like they both were reverting to actual 11 year olds. And it was it was actually funny. That's funny. Snitch really beefs with the brother-in-laws. Like she has yes. the same relationship with Zach where they're always at each other's throats. And I'm just Beating. like, you guys, you guys. No. And like I'm over here being like the peacemaker. Right. That's so you. So me. She said her bond with Emily strengthened, even though she didn't know if that was possible. Mm-hmm. But that's good. Mostly means like there was no cabin fever, which is good. No, which is good. Yeah, no. Uh, yesterday when it was like our day to reset, like I slept till noon. I call Margo. She's out to lunch. I'm like, oh, who are you with? She's like, Emily. I'm like, you could see someone for lunch that you just spent a week with. I could never. I couldn't Unless look the bond at was strengthened. Yesterday. Sometimes you Unless. spend so much time with someone and you're like, I can't. I need to spend more time together. Like, yeah. We're it wasn't just, enough. We're so close. I wish she ever felt that way about us, but I, we'll get there. We're, get, we're like, just. I have. I have my foot in the door. Oh wow! You have the connection. I got the hookup. Sick. Oh my god! And we haven't been able to really even like recap how our most recent episode before the year ended. We had on like a lifelong guest of ours, a dream, Olivia Culpo, and uh, just such a great way to end the year. Such a great way to end the year. I finished watching the show, The Culpos. You guys, it's so. Good. It's my new comfort show. Claude, you've got to watch all the episodes. I know. I know. And it's so real. Like, I feel like I really know, like, what's going on in their lives and how they feel about stuff. 
Yeah, for sure. Like the sister beef. Like they they really weren't holding anything back. They like gave it all to this first season of the show and it's so good. Love that. Love, Love that. Love that. And now Liv is like in the Niners gang. Obsessed. Oh yeah. So I've become like the- a really big 49ers fan over the break. That's what I was I'm, doing. I don't know if you know, they're like on a streak. They are, they've won nine games and that's like the first time since the seventies that's happened to the 49ers. I'm actually going to the game this Sunday in San Francisco because um, I'm already going to be out on the West Coast because I'm saying yes to life. And hopefully they're going to get their 10th and I can see all my friends like Kristen and Kyle and Olivia and Christian. It's just like the crew, Kristen, Kyle, Claudia, Christian, Olivia. Rock on, Claude. You know, that's what they say, right? No, what does that mean? Because their new quarterback, I think he was like a sub for the big one, Jimmy Garoppolo. I might be fudging that's, some that's things That's another here. thing. That's another thing. It's like all the really fucking hot guys are on the 49ers. No, like, and they're all like wifed up and they love their wives. No, I, tell me what's hotter. I'm obsessed. Tell me what's hotter than like a hot guy who loves his wife. Nothing. Like the Kittles. Have you stalked the Kittles yet? I'm not familiar. You're in for a treat. Kisses his wife okay. before every game. Obsessed mm, with his no, wife. No. Like you're obsessed with your wife. I'm obsessed with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's also, just good energy. And I and all the wags get like so dolled up in like mm-hmm. um, in reworked Niners, like jer- like jerseys, but they're like high fashion. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't really study like all of the wags of every team, but I feel like they Me have either. a culture there where it's like, we're the wags and we're getting so fucking glam for our men. And like, we are obsessed with football and the Niners. No, like you're going to catch me being a wag this Sunday. And like, I feel like we actually have a lot of wags who listen to the toast. Like if any 49ers wags are listening, like I'll be at the game, like come find me, maybe bring me like a bedazzled jersey and like a cocktail. And you have to wear red, Claude. They all wear red for the Niners. Of course. I actually have like a a juice check jersey that was like given to me by Kyle and it is signed and I'll probably wear that. Um, That's cool. Yeah, and like maybe like with like tights and like I'll look like a whore, you know. I, I also another resolution like I'm ready to start dressing like a whore. Like I only have so many whore years left, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do it. I love that for you. Like Within I'm gonna start reason. showing tits. Within like reason. I sh- like I showed my arms on New Year's Eve, and I haven't shown my arms in public. <clears throat> since the CMA awards and I only showed one arm then. And then before that it was five years. So now that I've like, I'm slowly like dipping my foot in the pond and like getting comfortable. Like I'm going to start showing leg, chest, neck. Not today. I'm wearing literally a turtleneck. (laughs) Yeah. And we're also matching today. We didn't even plan it. Oh, we look so cute. Look at us. Um, We're being so sporty. We also have a big story today. um, Football related. Yeah. Because everyone is talking about, Damar Hamlin so we're going to talk about that we're also going to catch up a little bit on some stories we weren't able to recap there wasn't a lot that happened over the break thankfully that's a a relief like there's really not a ton that happened over the break that like we have to do like this whole sweeping catch-up except with each other you know I I just like I feel like I don't know anything about you anymore um well here's what you need to know I'm saying yes to life okay I'm stopping the negative self-talk okay and I'm dressing like a whore I literally love that for you. It's going to be exciting. So exciting. I, if you want to know about me, I have my driver's license. Oh, huge. I'm a driver now. Harry claps now. (gasps) You're kidding me. No. And you know what? We watched Miss Rachel for the first time. Oh, I have an update for Miss Rachel after your story. 
we watched Miss Mitchell for the first time like three days ago. And then yesterday he started like clapping, but I've never like done clapping with him. It never like occurred to me. And like straight up, he got it from Miss Rachel from that one day. Thanks, Miss Rach. Okay, I have an update on Miss Rach because like you guys know earlier, like maybe three, four months ago, we went viral on TikTok for talking about Miss Rach. We were joking and like people did not think it was funny. And then we became like Miss Rach haters, which were fucking not. People were just like putting their negative, you know, thoughts on us. And I didn't even realize, but I was scrolling TikTok on the beach. I didn't realize that when that video went viral, Miss Rachel commented on it and followed me. She thought it was funny. She did like crying emoji. Like Miss Rach has a fucking sense of humor. Okay. Wow. Huge. Miss Rach is a toaster. I wonder what like Miss Rach gets up to in her personal time. You know, you know like what she, I really wonder like, about Miss Rach? What? How much money she makes. Like, for real. Like, that's what right. keeps me up at night. Of with, course, of course. To have a channel with hundreds of millions of views. Yes, but, like, I feel like you can conceive, like, if you thought of, like, other YouTubers who have big channels. I'm sure she's raking it in. What I really want to know is, like, why she doesn't have a show on Nickelodeon yet. Like, Same. why hasn't someone scooped her up? I'm sh- I imagine they try to, but, like, maybe she's... Stuck to her guns. I don't know. I think she's I think she's scrupled. I don't think she wants to sell out to the man. I think she loves what she does. I think she makes a really good living from it. I don't know if like fame and excess wealth. I feel like she's kind of like a granola-y like socialist. That's like the vibe I get, you know? Yeah, I get a granola vibe too. It's definitely the overalls. <laughs> um, it's the overalls. Yeah, no, for sure. But I feel like... Yes, she doesn't want to sell out to the man, but I imagine when she makes these videos, like it takes her so long because it's like all this green screen, like, you know, uh-huh. it's like it would be like if we tried to make a video like on iMovie. No, 100%. And so I wonder why she doesn't just like, you know, outsource some of that work as so that it would be easier for her. She could focus on the content, like focus on the kids. And I think she loves the work. Like, I think she loves it. She loves the process. And she's always, now I follow her back on TikTok, she's always like stitching and duetting people, sharing their videos of the impact of Miss Rachel. And it brings her so much joy to see like kids saying mama who were like delayed in their speech. I think she loves what she does. And how lucky is she? Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. So shout out to Miss Rachel. Stick it to the man. She, I heard she, she had stick it to the maniosis. I heard that too. And you know what I heard is the best, best cure for stick it to the maniosis? What? Liquid IV. Because the new year is here and there's no better way to kick off 2023 than by making sure you're feeling like your best self and saying yes to life. Liquid IV is the category winning hydration brand fueling fueling your well-being and their hydration multiplier is one product you're missing in your daily routine. So it's one stick that gives you five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. You can use it first thing in the morning before a workout when you feel run down after a long night and on long flights. If you're feeling like New Year's fatigue, you were traveling or you're hungover, start off the new year healthy and feeling good and having your vitamins and your vital nutrients with liquid IV. One stick of liquid IV, it's a powder. You put it into 16 ounces of water and it'll hydrate you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins like B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. With three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, it's made with premium ingredients. It is also non-GMO and it's free from gluten, dairy, and soy. 
So this year, if you are wanting to take care of yourself, take care of your family, just stock up on liquid IV. It's so good to always have in the house because sometimes, you know, like dehydration or a migraine or a hangover, like it just hits you so fast and you're not prepared. But if you always have just like a pack of liquid IV, they have such good flavors. If you always have one in your house, like you are going to be set up for success. You can get liquid IV bulk, bulk nationwide at Costco. So if you're a Costco girly, just throw it in. Um, or you can get 20% off. You can shop online at liquidiv.com and our code toast will get you that 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today. Promo code is toast at liquidiv.com. Thank you so much for that. So I just tried to copy you and put my headphones like over my hair, like how you do. Cause mm -hmm. I always put my hair behind my ears, but I feel like like Sydney White when Amanda Bynes was in that movie and she's like covered in hair. <laughs> Let's talk about Amanda Bynes' hair in the Let's film. Let's talk Sydney about White. the wig. What the fuck was that? And why couldn't she be without those pieces in the front? It's so amazing to me how like film and TV, like they have access to the world's best special effects, hair, makeup. And there's so many movies I can think of where like a character is wearing a wig and she literally looks like, you know, she's wearing like a shadel and she lives in Brooklyn. Like I literally cannot watch, I forget which Twilight movie it is when yeah. that uh, Kristen Stewart is wearing the craziest fucking wig that's like not, I see girls on TikTok who lay down like lace front wigs 40 times better than how they did for Kristen Stewart in that film. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. But I just feel like, I feel like, it feels weird to have the headphones over my hair. You like that? So when we switched to our remote setup, which let's keep in mind was entirely your fault for moving and leaving me, I had to make do. Like my hair, and I feel like some people might, my hair is my protector. Like my hair is my security. Like I, you can never catch me with my hair behind my ears. Like my hair is always going to be in front of my face. It's Except when you wear your chin. 1989 sweatshirt. Except when I wear my 1989 sweatshirt, I will throw my hair on a claw clip. But like for, for the most part, like you will not catch me without my hair like full. And so the fact that we switched to remote, like that's not going to change my protective hair. So I had to make do. And yes, I put my headphones on top of my hair because you moved to Florida. That's really why. Okay. No, but you look good. I always have my hair behind my ears. How does it look? What do you think? It looks cute. But like, why don't you put more hair in front? Okay. Yeah. It looks cute, but it just feels weird. I feel like that like, looks cute. Well, so for me, like if my hair is not looking like Hagrid and it's not all over the front of my face and I don't want it. <laughs> you actually look gorgeous right now. You should leave it. But it's giving Sydney white, right? Like covered. Well, just those pieces. Well, you know, the kids on TikTok call those two pieces that you leave in the front of your head. They call them slut strands. So I guess you'll be wearing those this year. When I show tits, arms, legs and ass. Yeah. In your whore era. In my whore era, for sure. And why do they call them slut strands? The thing about me is I don't ask questions. I just follow the trends. And that's why I'm a follower and a loser. <laughs> Negative self-talk. <gasps> we need a button. Negative self-talk. Like the we Staples button. We do need a button. We need a lot of buttons. Do you think they make a negative self-talk button and so that they sell on Amazon? I think they make a button that you can write on top of. That says okay, that works too. A customizable button. Works for me. Yeah, I'm sure you can get one on Etsy. <gasps> Another resolution. Like, gotta shop more on Etsy. Like, Every time like I see something cool like on TikTok, people are like, oh, it's from this Etsy shop. Like, I need to go on Etsy. Yeah, I agree with that. Like sometimes it never occurs to me to like look for what I want on Etsy. Need. Like I was looking for um those the hardware for Harry's dresser. And I just yeah. got like some crap on Amazon. But then I saw a friend of mine, she had posted like she did cust uh she got like new hardware for her baby's dresser and she got them on Etsy and they were like little animals. Ornate. Oh, that's fucking cute. Like yeah, Amazon like could never. 
Amazon can never. And I feel like in order to offset like how much money I spend on Amazon, I also need to be supporting like local shops that sell on Etsy. Agreed. That's a good resolution. Shop local. I can't live like this with my hair. One second. <laughs> um, well, while Jackie's doing that, I'll just tell you guys how beautiful, stunning, and smart oh, I am. Him. What'd you say about Better? me? What'd no, I was say? talking about myself. Oh, okay. Great. What, one thing about me is like you never have to worry about me talking about someone else because I'm always talking about myself. It's true. It's why it's so, so reassuring to be your friend. Yeah. If you're my like close personal friend and you're listening, like just know like actually this is such a lie. Let me be honest. If you're my close personal friend, like you should know like I definitely talk shit about you. But it doesn't change like how I feel about you. Like I love you, but like we're all human beings and some of the shit you do is annoying and I'm not going to tell you. So I'm just going to tell someone else. I don't think you really talk that much shit about your close personal friends unless they did something like weird and out of character, you know? I guess. Yeah. But if their character was weird, they wouldn't be your close personal friend. Um, well, I feel like we should dive in. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Along the way, we continue to catch up, share what's new with each other. Was there anything else we didn't catch up on? I don't think so. Just, you know, it's a new year, new us. That's, that's so true. And season six. That's really what you have to know. That's what you have to know. It's the season of the six and I. Oh, are you snitch now? You've been hanging out with snitch? Every time, like, I've been posting on social media, like, season six, the toast, I cannot stop saying stick season. Because that's Margot's favorite season. song. It's such a good song. Yeah, I was listening to it while I was driving. Okay. Yeah, uh, because I drive now. No you know, big. you're going to be, you know those, like, kids in high school who, like, got their um, license because they, like, were born in January or whatever, so they get it before everyone else, and they got, like, keys, and they just, like, walk around, like, with their keys. Like, oh, like, I was driving today, and then, like, does anybody need me to drive them anywhere? Like, I saw you. the TikTok. It was sent yeah, to me. Yeah, that's you. The girl with the, like the extension right in the back of her hair. Yeah. And the white lipstick, Burt's Bees, and the keys. That's I mean, I, I'm never going to stop jingling my keys. Like, who could? Who could? I do have to Not get a my... car, though. That's next. That's, well, you better do that. Uh, wait for me because I want to come. Oh, really? Why don't you come on down? Why you know don't what I was you thinking? come on over? Yeah. And I'm sure this is a business that exists. So if you know about it, like, let me know. But I feel like, when buying a car, you need like a realtor for cars. Like someone, like I could tell them what I'm looking for. They have knowledge and ex- expertise because I know like what I need in a car. Jackie, but I don't. those exist. What's it called? A husband. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he doesn't know like every car that's out there, every make and model. No, like for sure. There needs to be like some sort of broker who like helps you like, shop. Yes, but then it's just like more red tape, more. You have to pay them a fee. Like it's, it's just true. more. It's true. But like I need an expert and then I say like I want this, this, this and this. And they say, well, these cars would be best for that. Well, you know what? I feel like people on social media like have become like the car mom. If you're a mom like looking for different cars, she'll help you find one in different price ranges. I feel like there's lots of different people on social media. Who yes. will tell you like if you're looking for a sports car. Yes, but I will say that like and I love the car mom and I've watched all of her videos, but she makes every car look amazing. So, so I'm true. like, so which one do I get? Right. I well, actually spoke to her and she endorsed the car that we did get. She thought it was a great choice. Fabulous. You love to get approval. The car mom stamp of approval. Exactly. So w- without? Without further a do-do-do-do-do. Oh my God. I have to tell you about Bruda do-do-do because last night something so, we had a scare. <gasps> He, Shapiro, we were at the Shapiro's, uh, they were grilling. Shapiro walks in with like this plate of grilled chicken that like smells so good. Bruno got so excited. He jumped off the couch and he landed badly. (gasps) And he landed and he like cried out. 
Oh my God. Oh my God. And oh my God, we were freaking. And then he started walking with a limp like right after. And he was like crying a little and couldn't walk. And I was like, oh my God, like he, I might've twisted his ankle, whatever. Like I'm gonna have to take him to the vet today. Um, But then within the next like few minutes, he started walking properly again. He just needed to walk it off. But wow, it was scary stuff. Theo spent the entire week we were in Belize with Ben's parents, Theo's favorite people on the planet. And they went to a New Year's Eve party at their friend's house. And they brought Theo because they the friends had a dog. And they were like, yeah, of course, bring Theo. And Theo like laid on the couch with everyone while they were doing 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. It was so cute. But then I found out later, Theo jumped on the table and got three shrimp, shrimp cocktails. Nice. Yeah, Theo broke his cash root. I'm always proud of the boys when they get something good, you know, as long as it's not they, something that they can't eat. Like I'm happy. Right. For like them. a chocolate or grapes. Yeah. Yeah. An onion. Right. Yeah. I don't know if onions like majorly toxic, like chocolate is like one lick and you're dead. No, that's not true. Real chocolate. Okay. Who eats real chocolate? No. Yeah. Thank God I never have like cacao lying around. I just have like shit Hershey's that doesn't even have real chocolate. You would have it. to eat so much Hershey's. I mean, yeah, in not order- so much, but like, you know, I, it, uh, Bruno recently had like two Halloween sized Hershey bars because oh I God. left them out. Yeah, he's crazy and he was fine. He's fucking But crazy. it doesn't mean you should do it. But no, you do have a little bit of buffer. I'm so glad Bruno's okay. It was just a scare. Especially, it was just a scare, especially if it's milk chocolate. That's why I don't eat dark chocolate, even yeah, though I why. love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I love cacao that has like no sugar and no taste. But I just but can't for keep Theo, it. For Theo, I don't I keep it in the house. I couldn't, I couldn't dare. Possibly. Wouldn't Dane. Anyways, Bruno's doing well. Thank you, everyone. I just wanted to share that because it was jarring. He was with a limp. Sure. It was too much. Pathetic. Yeah. So now, without further, a did it, did it do. Here are the fast size stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your toast. <sighs> Sorry, I guess. No, how's this? Here are the fast size stories that you need to know before you wake up and say yes to life. That's gorgeous. I also I wasn't paying attention till the end, and I was like, "Of course, did I fuck up yet?" Memory. Yeah, it's muscle memory. Uh-huh. We're such muscular girls. We're so muscular. Like, We're swole beyond. as fuck. So, I mean, I went to the gym. You did. And if you want to hear about it, listen to the Patreon episode because Claudia kind of needed to be, even though like no self-talk, Claudia needed to be roasted for going to the gym after a lifetime of roasting people who go to the gym on vacation. No, that's definitely true. And we talked through it. We talked through it. Like I was obviously going through something. Don't worry, I'm back. Like I'm not going to the gym again. It was obviously just like a low point in my life. Thanks for checking in. As stated though, there's a difference between going to the gym and going to the gym on vacation. 100%. Even people who go to the gym regularly don't do it on vacation. 100%. But you were hanging out with the toxic snatchla. It's so true. She's so fucking toxic. Yeah. I guess it's time to get into the stories. Only if the stories are brought to you by Legacy Box. They are. Legacy Box is a super simple mail-in service that has all of your videotapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, and old pictures converted to perfectly preserved digital files. Plus, Legacy Box is an industry leader and has helped over a million customers safeguard their past. It's the simplest way to preserve your precious memories and check off a New Year's resolution. What's your New Year's resolution? If you're like most of us, there's a box of your family's most treasured home movies and photos tucked into a closet that you've been meaning to preserve but weren't sure where to start. Well, Legacy Box is where you should start, and it makes checking this 
this off your to-do list super easy. Simply send your legacy box filled with home movies and photos and you'll get back digital copies that can be easily enjoyed, shared, and organized. It's like magic. It's such an easy process to do. Legacy box keeps you updated along the way. When we did it, we got emails every time there was an update. I think it was maybe over the course of like 12 emails or like, you've arrived, they're being processed. When it ships, like you get updates on the whole process. And it's really something like I feel like everyone's meaning to do but doesn't do. It makes a great gift for someone but also something for yourself. If one of your resolutions is to like clean out your basement, do this because it's so important and you could be one flood away from losing all of your childhood memories. So whatever you got, we were, you know, VHS girlies. So we sent those in. Just do it. Okay. Uh, kick off the new year by rescuing your family's most cherished memories. Visit LegacyBox.com slash toast to take advantage of this exclusive offer. Le- that's LegacyBox.com slash toast. Legacy, L-E-G-A-C-Y, box, B-O-X, dot com slash T-O-A-S-T to take advantage of our exclusive offer. You can uh, get the offer now and send it in when you're ready so you don't have to do it immediately. Thank you so much, McClardia. You're welcome. Okay, our first story is the big story of the day, and it's such sad, distressing news. Buffalo Bills have confirmed that DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest playing the Cincinnati Bengals last night. The Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin went into cardiac arrest during the Monday night football game against the Bengals, the team officially confirmed via social media. He still remains in critical condition. They said DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. This was so crazy because if you were watching the game, like the series of events, it was all televised. Yeah. He was tackled like really hard. He stood up and then collapsed. Like it was so scary to see. Um, And his friends and family are like asking people not to share the video because it's obviously like really distressing. Um, And I just feel like this is, you know, it took the NFL like an hour to call the game they the game never the game didn't resume Uh, Mm -hmm. it was an important game whatever playoffs who cares um it took them an hour to make that decision and I just feel like and I I see um Kelly Stafford talk about this a lot she has a podcast and her husband plays in the NFL it's like she doesn't say this these are my words but it's like the NFL's like real lack of um care when it comes to the safety of their players like you know CTE and all that stuff and they're not playing on real grass and it's harder when they hit their head and there's you know the wives and just like the players are like always you know campaigning for like changes to be made and I feel like the NFL is so stubborn and like this should be a wake-up call for everyone it's so sad and I'm so glad he's he was in critical condition and I think a lot of people thought like that he literally died on the field um so I'm glad he's I, I think he's getting better no, he's in he's in critical condition still they were able to revive his heartbeat on the field but he is in the hospital in critical condition so it's not clear what's going to happen from here it's so sad and like the nfl's priorities are so fucked like, i know. it's an important it's playoff game who fucking cares who fucking cares i mean like so often do players get hurt on the field and it's just like protocol you par get for the course and, and and you continue on with the game, which I th- I always think is so weird anyway. But this was, I think, something unlike people have ever seen. And, and what's crazy is, like, for something like this to happen is so jarring to be there. But, like, uh, millions of people were just home watching. watching Monday Night Football and, like, saw this out of nowhere. And I think it was really, really jarring. Zach was watching and he came in. He was, like, explaining to me what was going on. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. 
and yeah, I, I hear you that like the concept that like people get injured and like we just go on with the game is like weird. But I think like certain injuries like, uh, you know, a sprained ankle or you twist your knee, like things like that are expected when you're a professional athlete. But like something is serious. What is it? Cardiac arrest? Mm-hmm. Like that's where like you just stop the game. Like you just stop the yeah. game. Like it's so simple. No, but I think it's, I think it was, it's like they don't, it's hard for them to make that call considering like, they are always, you know, injuries yeah, and they right. go on. And so uh, obviously this is a much more serious injury than what's right. typical. Because in like in a typical injury, you know, the an ambulance doesn't drive onto the field and there's no CPR. Like this was obviously very different. Yes. Yeah. And I so, just hope he's okay. I, th- I mean, everybody is just football fans and not like the whole country, country. is just like on pause, just like waiting to hear how he's doing. I mean, he has a... Uh, a charity toy drive Mm -hmm. that he had been um, promoting recently. And like, it's had millions of donations since this happened. And I think people are just like really rallying around him, like praying for him. All of the wags that I do follow are just like, this is every football family's nightmare. Nightmare. And we're all just hoping for a a good outcome. Right. And the fact that it's every football family's nightmare, like is a problem. Yeah. But from what I saw, like, and from, I think what, uh, the sportscasters are saying like it's a clean tackle you know yeah right no the the person who did it I'm sure oh my god he's having the worst day of his life he didn't technically do anything wrong I see shit like that all the time I saw that Ben was showing me the thing and I'm like oh it looks like a tackle it wasn't like a crazy illegal or so I don't know he maybe he landed weird I don't know right or something was going on with him but I think that the tackle itself was not anything bigger or no stronger I, than no. what's typical no but I think the typical tackle like is it's flawed like you shouldn't be able no human being can withstand that multiple times in an hour I know but that's like football but that's literally the game no I know so you're saying cancel the game I'm not saying cancel the game I'm saying like I don't know I just feel like they could be doing more like CTE is like a real problem yes yeah for people who play football long term like concussions and and like just there's problems yeah there's problems I have no answers sure. I'm just pointing out problems yeah and I think it highlights like that as a separate issue right though that's not what this is, is. about no because it wasn't head trauma it was cardiac arrest chest yeah so I don't really know what happened but I'm really like I hope he's okay it's so so sad yeah so sad Okay, switching gears to a little recap news from while we were off. Kim Kardashian is hitting the podcast circuit. She spoke with Angie Martinez and went on the IRL podcast. She also went on Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop podcast. Um, But I think the big one and the first one was her going on Angie Martinez's podcast. And she talks about, you know, a lot of the stuff that's going on with her. Kanye. I didn't listen to Goop. I didn't think. Balenciaga. Yeah, I didn't listen to the Goop one because I think the Angie Martinez one was like the one where she addresses everything and the Goop one was more about like motherhood and business and great, I'll listen to it another time. Um, So I thought it was really interesting, first of all, that she went on a podcast. Like, I'm not, I haven't heard of Angie Martinez podcast. It seemed like um, it wasn't going to be like a Diane Sawyer hard hitting. It was very much like a comfortable spot for her to to answer some of the things that she's been wanting to speak on. Releasing it, you know, Christmas, New Year's time is a great time to bury something. Um, I think she got to a point where she, like, had to address 
a lot of what's going on. For me, there were there were two things that she spoke on. The first was the Kanye stuff. And I didn't need to hear from Kim when it comes to the Kanye stuff. Like, I don't believe in holding Kim responsible or hearing, you know, her condemn. And I think her explanation on that, while I, I didn't need to hear it, I totally understood. And I think as children of divorce, I think we could even appreciate it even more. And when she got all choked up, she basically said, like, I had the greatest dad in the world. Like, my mom never spoke ill of him after divorce. And I'm sure she could have. Divorce is hard. Um, and I want that so badly for my kids. And I think when they grow up and look back on this time, they will be very grateful to me for not. It's so easy. She could join in with everyone and drag him. And she didn't. And I have to say, I have a lot of respect for that. I don't believe in blaming other people for what someone else did like this whole culture we live in where you have to like condemn I don't believe in that so yeah, I agree I I could like when I think of like Kim and her current controversies honestly Kanye doesn't come to mind a hundred percent I don't care like it's not on Kim to speak for or on her deeply unwell mentally ill husband there's it's nothing not. that she could say even if she went so hard against him that's going to change what he's doing and like change the impact that he's having like I and and, and nobody needs that from her, especially like if you're asking like, no, we don't need right. that. We don't care. Thanks. So while I imagine that's been difficult and I empathize, I fully respect her answer. And I think that harkens also back to just like who Kim is as, as a person, like a core tenant of who she is, is family and loyalty. And like, I get it. I get it. And I didn't need to hear on it. The thing that I found really interesting were, was her take on Balenciaga and when I first saw the Kanye stuff, I'm like, okay, she's like on a roll, you know, ethical queen, whatever. Scribbled queen. Um, I so disagreed with her Balenciaga take. Like she was really just using like sound bites and buzzwords for like cancel culture um, to talk about Balenciaga. And like, that's not at all what was going on. And at first, like I was kind of agreeing with what she was saying. Like when this came out, she like wasn't really paying attention and she didn't know why people were bringing her into it because she was like I looked and it wasn't a campaign I was a part of it was before I was even with the company and like I I had really had nothing to do with it I'm like yeah okay I guess and then she's like in the way like everyone just wants me to cancel like I don't believe in cancel culture like all these like clickbaity sound bites like that people talk about cancel culture which are valid when discussing cancel culture she was just like copy and pasting and like applying to the Balenciaga situation and I didn't agree with it like I really didn't at all it's not a situation of cancel culture it's like, not like cancel culture is very different like when we talk about cancel culture we're talking about people being held to the fire for mistakes that they made in their past and like and not even their past it's also just like wrong mistakes things. like things that you, they've done you wrong. have like you know stepped outside the box of what we want you to say or what we want you to do and like people can't like have their own point right. of view and so that's what cancel culture is it's it's really more reserved for people and it's reserved for um if, if someone was caught out for being a pedophile and then we like stopped supporting them, I wouldn't call that cancel, cancel culture. culture. Exactly. I'd so say we is, stopped supporting a pedophile. So this is what we're <laughs> always saying when it comes to cancel culture. Like there's such a big difference between saying something unpopular and doing something unpopular. Like not unpopular. Sorry, not no, unpopular. I disagree. Bad, bad, bad. Illegal, criminal, Illegal. ethically, yeah. morally wrong. So there's some, there's a difference between saying something bad and doing something bad. Correct? Yeah. So, and there's a difference the, between saying something 
And criminal activity. Right. So the Balenciaga (laughs) thing falls into the latter category. That's not cancel culture. Like, I don't think people want to wake up every day and spend their hard-earned money on a company that's subliminally sending out messages of child exploitation. Like, that's not cancel culture. That's normal human life. Yes. So the way she was using all these buzzwords that, like, people love and those clips always get shared, people really do, even though it seems like people, like, are always canceling, Normal people don't like cancel culture. And these podcast clips, when you talk about cancel culture, they always go viral. People agree with that. So Mm. she was trying to like take that energy and place it on the Balenciaga situation. And that's not what it is. It was kind of like such a lame answer. I was like, oh my God, this is the best you could come up with to defend yourself. Yeah. Like just own it. I'm sure that's how she sees it though. Again, I think I said this, like I don't think she thinks that the people who she works with at Balenciaga are like child predators. So she's like, oh, they're just like, they came off in that way. And like, we're not going to cancel them for a mistake that they made, that they portrayed themselves in a bad light. But it's like, that's not a mistake. The amount of subliminal messaging, like the years it goes back, like, and then, you know, when you really go into it, like individual people at the company, like their Uh weird personal Instagram shit that has like demonic, satanic child stuff. Like it's fucking weird. And still the fact like no one has been fired, no accountability, everyone's favorite word. Like that's just, it's not going to work. You know, me and Ben yesterday, we drove past the Balenciaga store on our way back from the airport. And we were talking like, what do we think, the long-term impact of this scandal will be on the company. And I'm curious what your thoughts are. Cause like, I mean, there has not been a human being inside of the Balenciaga store that I live near in weeks. Like it's crazy. And so while it seems like this is the end all be all, I also can see a world in which like we don't, nobody talks about anymore how like Hugo Boss designed the Nazi uniforms and Coco Chanel was out here having sex with Nazis. Like nobody talks about that. It's just part of the fabric of the history of these companies. And I feel like years from now, this will just be like one of Balenciaga's things. Like these big companies, like they don't go anywhere. You know, they can't be canceled. Yeah, years from now. But if we're talking like 80 to 100 years, we will have forgotten that Balenciaga had subliminal child exploitation messaging in their campaigns. Balenciaga will still be like a major fashion house like Chanel and Hugo Boss. That's what I'm saying. Maybe because maybe like I think they're owned by who? Uh, Like I don't know if it's LVMH, but like a a big. Keurig. Yeah, something like Because that big company can like support you know, taking the L on a name like Balenciaga, which is like a, the, the name itself, you can't in, even invent today. Like it's an old name with history. And so even if they like made the company smaller for a while and then in a generation or so, like brought it back in a bigger way with people who like don't have the strong feelings that we have, like mm-hmm. going through it now, sure. But like, and not saying that's right or wrong, but that's definitely would be better than like literally in a year, everyone having amnesia culture. Right. What about that? Right. And Balenciaga sneakers are, you know, flying off the shelves. Well, then it's also like, it reminds me like John Galliano, like John Galliano was caught on tape saying like what the Nazis were doing was amazing and they really <laughs> should have succeeded. And he really loved what they were doing and the gas that they were, you know, gassing the Jews with was really, like, incredible stuff. Um, and he's still out here. Like, while he's not, like, he's still very, like, hot polarizing and his name, like, if a celebrity wears, like, a John Galliano, it's, like, a big deal. But, like, he still works. I think he designs for, like, Margiela. Like, he's fine. Does he work? I believe he does. I thought he was, like, 
thoroughly canceled. I thought he was too. Um, but like sometimes I, people might wear like a vintage Galliano piece. That's that's different than actively working. But I'm pretty sure he's still like. Oh, you're right. For- he's been the creative director of Mason Margiela. So everyone is fraudulent and nobody actually cares about like accountability. Like you can all eat my ass. Um, Literally. Like fashion is so problematic beyond. This is just one of a million things. And so Balenciaga, this is this is my thesis coming to a conclusion. Balenciaga will be fine because nobody fucking cares. I don't know. I think they're not going to maybe they will. Their name will survive this and one day be prosperous again but I think that they are gonna have very red in the red few years no for sure and I'm sure John Galliano had a couple red years too yeah I actually only I don't know recently- people like the thing is even though like the media and the fashion industry are kind of ignoring this and like kind of gaslighting all of us into thinking like, calling us conspir- conspiracy oh, theorists right, like what was that article we were I talking think it was about New York Times or High something snobiety or something like the conspiracy theory about Balenciaga no and then New York oh, Times wrote New York an article Times. called it like an alt-right conspiracy theory and it's right. like so what like, they're all gaslighting us but like the people and we are also the consumers because right. like the media is not buying all this Balenciaga, stuff so like yeah. I really think that people will use their wallets to speak out about how we are so not here for this. I only recently saw the John Galliano video that like got him. I knew Same. like John Galliano was bad because something Nazis. Like I honestly didn't bother to look into it because I don't fucking care about fashion. But it, it just came up on my TikTok and it was honestly the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Same. I saw most of the video recently. Yeah. I'd never uh, seen it. Yeah. And we were like really young when it happened. Yeah. All that to say is like, I don't think Kim's answer is sufficient. And I love my queen. No, and like and I'm ready to start standing again, but she's making it hard. I, yeah. I don't know what it's going to take. This did nothing for me. Move the, moves the needle in zero way. Nothing. The Christmas party hasn't warmed my heart. Um, Kylie's Aspen outfits were amazing. Always. She's still, she's like my number one right now. And I'm not mad at her, but like, I don't know what it's going to take. I know it's I just feel like in order for her to get back in the graces of a lot of people she really doesn't have to do that much and I think this podcast like she could have just like addressed it head on and been like you know what I should have just stopped um and the podcast would have been buried with the new year and like we all could have moved on but like the way she's not backing down and almost doubling down is very bizarre to me cancel culture like it was so cliche like it was just like corny cancel culture sound bites it wasn't the vibe no no but I I I don't know what it's gonna take but I look forward to being taken once again I look forward to being taken yeah agreed we shall see are you ready for our next story yeah about unlikely BFFFFs celebrating New Year's together Nicola and Selena Nicola and Selena are twinning on New Year's Eve in sequin Valentino minis and they reveal their matching tattoos. Selena and Nicola Ann Peltz Beckham rang in the New Year twinning with matching dream dresses and tattoos. The singer shared a series of sultry snaps of her and Nicola posing in the same long sleeve Valentino mini sequin dresses for New Year's and wearing the same shoes. Uh, they said, quote, I love you, my angel, forever. And then they showed a picture of both of them having tattoos that say angel on their arms 
they were sharing so much. I follow them both on Instagram. I swear to God, each of them did four dumps of 10 photos. Like it was insane how much footage, videos and photos from the beach and then the boat and then the party and then this insane amounts of footage. Like I was like, damn, like all of this from one night. This is such a fast and furious friendship and these celebrity friendships, I feel like when they come so hot, they also burn out so fast. Like I feel like I could see in two weeks, these two never talking to each other again. Yeah, I feel like especially with these two people, like I, I can't think of Nicola anything other than like Bella Thorne's personal bully. I know. And Selena, like, you know, she's had some celebrity friendships that she's not as close with anymore. You could go back as far as Demi, mm -hmm. uh, Kidney. Francia Reza. Yep. The only one who stood the test of time is Taylor. Taylor. But like, I just, I, I hope they stay friends forever. I'm like loving this. I'm living for the content. They're giving us so much. Nicola posted like a whole music video. Did you see that one? Yep. Of like them on the boat. There yep. was so much Selena content. I actually feel like for a celebrity, she's really private. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, does Selena know you're putting this video out? No, but then Selena was also putting out like so much content. It was just like an insane, the volume of content to put out from like one New Year's Eve. And all of Selena's documentary friends were there. So Raquel. it's not like she's leaving them behind. No, Raquel was there. That was the first I'd seen of Raquel since documentary. But I didn't, not that it matters. I didn't see Selena with the man. No. She was with, really with like Nicola and Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Well, and then like all the Beckhams were together. Mm -hmm. And David Beckham posted a picture of the whole family. Like, Happy New Year's at Brooklyn Beckham Pelts. We miss you. Not at Nicola, just at Brooklyn. Yeah. So if I you, mean, wanted, to okay, read, if you wanted to read into that, you could. And you I could. Do. It's a little shady for sure, given what we know. But like, they're with their kids and they miss their yeah. other kid. Like, Nicola is no, not like, their daughter. Like, we're with our blood and we miss our blood. No, but like, none of their other kids are married. So like, she's like the daughter-in-law, you know? No, but like, say that there was no drama between any of them. At least that we're we no knew drama. about. We don't and it's just no like drama. a family posting that right. they miss the other. It, I would. It's I not would, a smoking gun. Okay, no. If like Ben's mom posted a photo, yeah. with her, Bruce and Maddie, it's different because there's not like a a gaggle only, of children, right, right? But then if they were like at boy with no job, miss you. Like, what about me? I'd be like, okay, that's rude. Actually, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's rude. No, maybe it's not. rude because we know that there's beef between the. The pickle appellate. Right. I don't have beef with, with Ben's parents. Right. So it's like, oh, they miss their kin. No, yeah. Let them miss their son in peace. But if they were like, boy with no job, pups with no job. Right, right. Jackie O. <laughs> Margosh. Right. No, that would definitely be cause for concern. <laughs> Anyways, um, looks like they had a great uh a great trip, great time. Yeah, I hope this friendship stands the test of time. It's giving me like Pete and Ariana, like so fast, so furious tattoos. Tattoos. Tattoos right? is crazy, but it's not like it says like Nicola and Selena. It says no. Angel, which right. you could always repurpose. Right, to um, Angelic. Or Angel itself. I just have a new Angel, you know? Right, like right. you were my Angel this day. I would love Was for Selena, Selena. even at their wedding? No. It's a yeah, new friendship, weird. like literally in the last month. But sometimes you just click with people, you know? That's true, too. It's a lot of, there could be a lot of different ways about this. Yeah, no, and I'm into it. Like, I'm into it. I hope it stands the test of time. And then, like, when Selena starts dating someone and him and Brooklyn really get along and they go golf, like, I love, 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 love. Yeah. Double date. 
Yeah. So I guess Selena's not dating that guy from the summer anymore. No, that was like a fling, an Italian fling romance. And it was just for a moment. Hmm. Okay, well, our next story, I don't want to necessarily call this new couple news, but it could be. Is it the potential new couple news that's brought to you by ZocDoc? Yes, it is. There's nothing worse than going to a doctor's appointment, expecting to be the center of attention, and then your doctor seems like they have better things to do and places to be. Instead of listening to you intently, asking how you feel, or helping you along, the doctor's checking the clock. Well, on ZocDoc, you're going to find quality doctors who will focus on you, listen to you, and prioritize your care. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. They'll treat almost any condition under the sun. So there's no more doctor's roulettes or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect to your favorite doctor that you just haven't met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who's patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. ZocDoc is perfect if you travel a lot or if you've recently moved because once you move and you don't have like new dentists or your back starts to hurt, like not having those core doctors is the worst. And I feel like you'll just delay the appointment because you don't mm -hmm. know where you're supposed to go. So ZocDoc is a great place to find like a new dentist if you've moved or if you're traveling and like you're prone to injuries on the road like I am. Being able to whip out ZocDoc and find someone who's nearby who's available and who takes my insurance is so valuable and it's been really valuable for Jackie ever since she moved to Florida. So go to ZocDoc.com slash toast and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash toast, T-O-A-S-T, ZocDoc.com slash toast. Thank you, Biclardia. You're welcome. So, an unlikely friendship, or more than friends, I want to get your opinion. Angelina Jolie and newly single Paul Mezcal were spotted enjoying a coffee date after she, after she watched him perform in a streetcar named Desire. Angelina and Paul were pictured grabbing a coffee together after she watched his performance in A Streetcar Named Desire at the Almeida Theater in London. The unlikely friends were pictured in the theater's coffee shop where they were engaged in conversation while surrounded by empty tables. They were also joined by Angelina's daughter, Shiloh, who's 16. Oh. Angelina, by the way, is 47. Paul Mezcal is 26. There, okay, first of all, we need to backtrack because Paul Mezcal is single and this is the craziest thing. He was engaged to Phoebe Bridgers. And then, and people were like obsessed because like Phoebe Bridgers watched normal people and like was tweeting about how she loved the show so much and she was obsessed with Paul Mezcal. And they like literally met on Instagram like during COVID, like he joined her Instagram live and like she was like living out all of our fantasies because we all watched normal people and we're like, oh my God, Paul Mezcal so hot. They started dating, they got engaged and it was like literally like we all were Phoebe Bridgers. Then there are like rumors a couple of weeks ago that they broke up because she is like seeing or cheated on him with Bo Burnham. And then I was like, wait, what? Because Bo Burnham released his special inside. I never saw Another it. Another pandemic obsessed with it. guy. Another pandemic guy. But when Phoebe was on tour, she took one of his songs um, and like made it her own and like took it out on tour. There it is. Again, that funny feeling, that fun. And so then like he came to her show and he was so excited and they like had this really cute friendship. But now people are saying they're dating and now he's dating. And now I didn't even know this next layer because I had heard this whole story, but not the Angelina Jolie part. Now Paul Mezcal, no, I think Paul Mezcal like 
he's in this play that's being like critically acclaimed. She got tickets and like, you know, celebrities go to Broadway shows all the time. I don't think that these two are dating. Not only is it not age appropriate, like I just don't see it. I agree. I don't think they're dating. I think like it was like a mutual respect coffee. His daughter was there. Her daughter. Yes. But um, that's what I thought like when she was spotted out with the, with the weekend. So I'm just a little naive to these things. Maybe they're potential business partners. Maybe they're potential business partners. I don't know. Either way, like that's a really good look for him, especially if he was just like dumped right. in a big way. Yeah. I don't know. Like they're both like they're both so private. They don't like speak about their they never even like announce their engagement. They just like started wearing a ring. Like they're both keep their private lives private. So I'm not sure if we'll ever get a clarification, but I would love to know what happened there. Cause that was like such a cute, like, I f- like Phoebe Bridgers was like us, you know, she was one of us. Yeah. I love anyway, this is now. a good, th- this is a really good look for him though to be. Yeah. And I don't, if- I don't not ship. I don't not ship either I just don't believe it and I'm certainly not going to spend time building a ship when I genuinely think this is just a friendship like a date with her daughter at coffee doesn't count or it's like we've been dating for so long I'm finally gonna meet my daughter it doesn't line up with the timeline no it doesn't but I'm here for it I just thought it was an interesting headline you know oh for sure one I couldn't predict for 2023 no, and I hadn't even heard that. But if anyone has any extra insight, like blind items, I'm so curious about the Paul Mezcal Phoebe Bridgers of it all. Oh, yes. Please help Claudia in her quest for information. Because I watch normal people too. And like, I was obsessed, even though like, fuck Sally Rooney. I hated that show. I didn't like <gasps> the book. I didn't finish the show. It's oh another my one God. for me. Like some, a theme that I'm noticing in the content is that it's so depressing. That was one of the first shows that I felt that way about where it was like, this show is making me depressed and I want to mm-hmm. be happy. Like I don't want no. to be depressed. We're, we're constantly trying to stay above the line and it's a struggle. Why would I watch something that's going to bring me below it? No, you're 100% right. But like I could not turn it off. Paul Mezcal is a star. The story wasn't that like, in, like different or whatever. But he, he's a star. No, I could no longer take it. And that's uh, so much of what I've watched over break. Let's bring those feelings on of like, Mm. I'm feeling depressed. Wow. And this is, entertainment is supposed to be positive, entertaining. entertaining. Like I want to see more positive, uplifting content in 2023. That's my resolution to stop watching things that are negatively affecting my mental health. And like, no wonder there's a mental health crisis in this country. I completely agree. It's really, it's not that surprising. Everything is dark. Everything is twisted. Everything like glorifies like depression and suicide. I completely agree. And I think like we always are talking about the mental health crisis and we're not really ever actively doing anything about it. And I think if like our art and our entertainment could reflect a more and not like silence depression because that's real. But like if everything popular is like sad, then sadness becomes popular. 100%. I agree. We don't need to wallow in it. And I we agree. need to be like aspirational content. Like I just feel like the movie industry is supposed to like uplift people. It does the opposite. No. And I feel like not enough is spoken about, about like the really negative cultural impact of the show 13 Reasons Why. Like nobody ever explained themselves for that show. Like the way it's so glorified and normalized suicide and like, the way like people now say like in popular culture it's like really common to say this is my 13th reason like 
and it's a joke, but like it's not. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I think no, that show I, did so much damage to young people. It was literally a show that romanticized suicide and was targeted for teenagers. A hundred percent. There are a lot of other shows like it too. I think that that was a big one because it's literally 13 reasons why I'm going to commit suicide. Yeah. Right. That was the premise of the show. So like what about a show 13 reasons why you should stay alive? Yeah. No, I just 13 wonderful reasons why it's wonderful to be alive. I feel like entertainment and like Hollywood like really could be doing more. Mm-hmm. And like I get it, art is twisted and it's tortured and it's dark, and there should be a corner of the entertainment industry yeah. for that. It should I just be feel like, like anything it's, else. It's not a corner. Anything else? It's like a big picture where there's some of this and there's right. some of it's that. It's not a corner anymore. It's the whole landscape. It's the whole landscape. Yeah. So agreed. 2023, I'm gonna stop in the middle of watching shows that are not making me feel good. Just like I just watched Fleischman is in trouble. Depression on a platter. I finished it last night. It was so fucking bad. Don't watch it. Ooh, it was just okay. like it was so dreadful and like just existentially like I guess we're just gonna get older and sadder until we yeah. die. Yeah. I never thought about my life like that. And then I was watching it last night and I was like, I'm a little depressed thinking no, about this No, that shit this depresses this me. So I'm going to stop watching shows that from the jump aren't making me feel inspired, uplifted, motivated. And I'm going to be sharing more positive content with the group. Love. The Colpo sisters. Love. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? There's only one way to ring in season six. It's the final story. I'm Claudia, and I'm saying yes to life, and I'm dressing like a whore. Love it. Our fifth and final story is some upsetting sports news, actually, again. Um, but Martina Navratilova has been diagnosed <gasps> with two forms of cancer. I know. Tennis great and Real Housewives of Miami spouse Martina Navratilova said Monday that she's been diagnosed with throat cancer and breast cancer. In a statement released by her representative, the 18-time Grand Slam singles champion and member of the International Ten- Tennis Hall of Fame said her prognosis is good and she will start treatment this month. She said, quote, this double whammy is serious but still fixable and I'm hoping for a favorable outcome it's going to stink for a while but I'll fight with all I have got she said she noticed an enlarged lymph node in her neck while attending the season ending WTA finals in Fort Worth Texas in November and a biopsy showed early stage throat cancer while she was undergoing tests on her throat she said the unrelated breast cancer was discovered oh my god yeah she had also been diagnosed with a non-invasive form of breast cancer in 2010 and had a lumpectomy This is so sad. I love Martina. Like, I think she's a really smart person who, like, is just what Julia needs. Because Julia is, like, all over the place and really annoying. Um, She's really, like, a bright spot on the show. And I obviously think, like, her being on the show was, like, huge for the show because she's so major in her career. Um, And when I heard this, I was so sad and so devastated. And I really hope she's going to be okay because I really like her. Yeah, um, she said she's fighting with everything that she has. I hope that, you know, that we all get the outcome, that a positive outcome here. But it's crazy to read this article and like see how much she's accomplished and how like now to house I stand, she's, she's just like, like a Julia's wife. wife. Yeah. Yeah. Can you read her accomplishments? It said 18 time Grand Slam. Okay. 
18-time Grand Slam, and then also she won 59 Grand Grand Slam titles overall, including 31 in women's doubles and 10 in mixed doubles. So then it was 18 in like uh, singles. Uh, her last wow. mix, her last mixed doubles championship with Bob Bryan at the 2006 U.S. Open was a month shy of her 50th birthday. Oh my god, Queen shit, Carrie Soto wishes. No, I knew her. Like I had heard her name when she yes. um when they announced Julia and when you she was think on the show. of like the biggest female tennis stars, like her name is comes to is mind. there. But I never actually looked into her accomplishments, and she's so major. She's so major. I always forget about mixed doubles. I didn't even know that was a thing. Men and women together. Men and women together, like so cute. So cute. We love teamwork, cross gender. Zach and I play mixed doubles pickleball. I heard. I heard there was an in- injury at your pickleball court. I heard Shapiro. There was. was Shapiro couldn't handle it. We've been playing a lot of pickleball and we've kind of been killing it. Zach and I are actually really good um, doubles, like partners. We're pretty on the same level. Yeah, we're also good one one like against each other because we're like well matched. I think we should like you make should a, start a league. We could like make a thing of it if we started playing in leagues and stuff. Like I think we have what it takes. You know, Spritz hosted a pickleball tournament in Austin. It was like a Spritz, Spritz sponsored event. Ben flew down. He said it was so much fun. You should get like ten couples and do a tournament and like everyone yeah. be drinking all day. That's so fun. Yeah, we should. I just need to get a little better first so I can wipe the court with them and like make a few more friends. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. I think we have like. Six couples. <laughs> uh, that's good. Well, two of them include you and Olivia? Yes. Oh, okay. You need to make a few more. And you and Ben will come down for the tournament, seven. For sure. I'll be the referee and um, halftime show. Can't wait. And you'll sing the national anthem. Oh, of course. Everyone will take their hats off and respect. Oh, you know what? I wanted to say something. So I have this feeling every time I leave the country, which I don't do often because I'm a creature of habit. And we were talking on our trip. Everyone was talking about travel they want to take this year. And I said my my number one um, location is I, I want to go to Montana this year. And I sh- it shouldn't be that hard. It's like in the country and I can make it happen. But everyone was saying, you know, Japan and whatever. And I was talking and explaining how I'm really like such a creature of habit. And I like love this country. And whenever I leave the country, so many, so many things are different. So many little things. It's not anything major or monumental, but like it's Coke Zero and not Diet Coke. And the air conditioning doesn't work that well. And it's just like little difference in, in the cultures that eventually by the end of the week, like I'm so fucking ready to go home. And I was feeling that because they didn't have Diet Coke. They only had Coke Zero at all the restaurants at the hotel, outside of the hotel, and it was really fucking pissing me off. And then I started to notice like other little cultural things. And as a creature of habit, like it really was annoying me. And I just wanted to come on here and say how grateful I am to live in America. Like I feel like we're always ragging on America and we have our problems, sure. But this is a great country. With Diet Coke. With Diet Coke and like normal portions and food that I'm fucking used to. And, you know, tap that I could drink from just from the sink. Like... I just wanted to say, I wanted to end the episode saying, I love America. You're feeling like a proud American. Yeah, maybe when you don't leave the country for so long and you get, you know, all the infighting, I could see, yeah, we, we, are, not, we are not perfect. We have our flaws. Some of us are really fucking annoying. But whenever I leave the country- It's a good and thing we got here. And it's, this is not putting down other countries at all. No, they're because beautiful. all the things that you described is people who live in other countries feel that way about their country. Their, right, and their then, portions there are, to them, normal perfect. portions. Right, so this is not me putting down. It's just my comfort and my, like, you know me, I'm so stubborn. I like the same things. I just, I have, that's my new, also a New Year's resolution, like, appreciate America more. 
I love it. I drank four Diet Cokes yesterday, like on the plane when we finally flew United. And I wasn't sure because like the country didn't have Diet Coke. They had Coke right. Light, Coke Zero. Right. I'm like, literally, I was, she ordered, she's like, do you want a beverage before takeoff? I'm like, do you have Diet Coke? She was like, yeah. I swear to God, I almost cried. It was so fucking delicious. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I've been drinking a lot of soda. I'm going to have one for lunch today too. Look at you. So those were the fast five. You definitely needed to know absolutely everything that was said here on the show today. Every because what last we do, bit. What we do is vital. And it took, you know, it took our winter break for me to remember that. Yes. And also I think part of our resolutions of positivity and positive influences in the culture is that we also have to be that positive influence in the culture. We have to be the for positivity other that we wish to see. I can't like, be, by the way. We can't be bringing people below the line. I think we have always, that's actually always been like a core principle, like one of our scruples here at the toast is like the world gets dark and bad, but like the toast is always going to be there for you to make you laugh no matter what's going on in and the world. And be an uplifting. And so while we should definitely continue that energy and have that as our New Year's resolution, that has always been like a core tenant. Is that the yes. right word? I keep saying that today. Tenant. Um, a tenant of what we do here and like a, one of our founding principles. I totally agree. And I think that's what also we get a lot of um, accolades Feedback. for. People saying, you know, like I was in and a we do place it. and the toast brought me we out. We do it like, for the accolades. I'm going through a hard time and it's just like one hour a day where like I'm not thinking about negative things. Uh-huh. And that's why we do it. To keep people positive. That's what we do here. And that's what we've done today with this extra long episode. It's been so nice to be back. I feel like I still have more to say, but you know what? We have a whole week but for that because the toast and is we've back. got all year. We've got all year. We've got all life. So, thank you so much for listening to the Toast the Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up because we appreciate the accolades. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, the Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, smart, and wickedly talented we are. Have an amazing Tuesday and we'll see you tomorrow for hump day. Bye. Hey, love ya. Bye.